It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Top Stories, I'm producer Chris. Now, every episode of The Bugle is an audio treat, but this top story is oh, out of this world. Issue 29 in May 2008 was titled Adults and Aliens. Top story this week, aliens. And I don't mean illegal immigrants, I mean actual aliens from outer space. They don't have visas in every sense of the word. Now, usually talk of aliens is confined to conspiracy theory websites and people shouting at traffic. But this time, the Catholic Church have waded in on the issue. The Pope's chief astronomer has said that life on Mars cannot be ruled out. Now, there are a lot of things in that sentence to look at. Firstly, since when has the Pope had an astronomer? The Catholic Church has always always had quite a slight, a slightly frosty relationship with science, the kind of relationship where neither side honestly thinks that the other one exists. And just who is this Pope astronomer? Is he just someone with a telescope essentially on God watch? Like the iceberg spotters on the Titanic. He just stands on the Vatican roof all day with instructions to sound a horn if he sees God swooping down out of the sky. Well, let's hope he finds as much proof of existence of his target as the iceberg spotters did on the Titanic, albeit hopefully not quite as late. Perhaps the Pope is just into horoscopes. Though, Andy, the Pope was born on the 16th of April, that makes him an Aries, of course, uh, compatible with Sagittarius and Leo. But, of course, Jesus was famously a Capricorn, which would make the Pope incompatible with Jesus. Not my conclusion. That's the conclusion of astronomers. Go get angry with Galileo, Catholics. Oh, you did. The uh, chief astronomer, Father Funes, I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation, he acknowledged that the Catholic Church, or Cathy for short, was wrong to be so nasty to the poor little Italian astronomy megastar Galileo 400 years ago. But he did add that it is now time to turn the page and look to the future. (laughs) It's now time. We can let bygones be bygones. All that stuff with Galileo. You know, I think, you know, time is a great healer. And it's never too late to say sorry. So that's some justice for Galileo's grieving relatives and admirers. 
Uh, it, it wasn't until the reign of Pope John Paul II, nearly four centuries later, that the Catholic Church finally admitted he was right. And on behalf of Galileo, I'd like to accept that near apology, Andy. The fact that he died blind and under house arrest by the Inquisition is nothing. What we've learned from this is that you will get your apology from Catholics. You just might have to wait 400 years for it. But better late than never. It is the ludicrously belated thought that counts. So hold out for a bit, Africa, because by 2408, you may be on the right end of a sorry for assisting the spread of AIDS card that you can stick onto your fridge. You'll have fridges by then. The question it does raise, uh, John, is that uh, if there are aliens, according to the Pope's chief astronomer, uh, that raised the question, did God make them? And if so, were they prototype humans that went wrong? Are we prototype aliens that went wrong, which I think is possibly more likely? Uh, and in which case was Earth his difficult second planet? Or did he simply get demob happy after making us and start doing flashy stuff with long green tentacles and shiny feet? Well, that's the point. See, now, writing in the Vatican newspaper, the astronomer, uh, Funes, or Funes, however he pronounces it, uh, said intelligent beings created by God could exist in outer space. Where does all this fit into the Bible, Andy? Was this what God did whilst pretending to rest on the seventh day? He was populating Mars on the quiet. Maybe he just put his pillows under his uh, duvet in a body shape so people thought he was resting. It's a classic move. Perhaps Earth was just God's normal job and Mars is God's long-term weekend project. Mars is God's shed. It's a shed he's not doing a great deal with, John. It's an absolute mess. It's just red. Father Foon said the search for forms of extraterrestrial life do not contradict belief in God. And the official Vatican newspaper headline for this article was Aliens are my brother. Are you f***ing kidding me? Come on, Catholics. You've got to make it harder to make fun of you than that. That's just giving it up too easily. I guess that's from the book of Luke. I may be mistaken, it's been a while. Now, one key thing here, Andy, is that if God did indeed make man in his own image, we may have to change some stained glass paintings. And Michelangelo might need to have a second crack at his ceiling. You need to have little green men all over the Sistine Chapel. Well, who's to say that aliens aren't just fat babies with wings? In which case, <laughs> Michelangelo is bang on the banana. Fat babies with wings. That's basically all oh. he painted, isn't it? <laughs> I- I've got to say, Andy, if there is a judgment day, that is going to come up. When St Peter for the prosecution is standing up, you have just given him exhibit A. <laughs> fat babies with wings. Down you go, Mr Zaltzman. Fat babies with wings. Sounds like something Idi Amin might have ordered in a restaurant. (laughs) And that has just sealed the deal. What's the best way to cook a baby's wings? (laughs) Oh, no, no. Basically, you've got your chicken wings on the side. Oh, really? That was a side order. Sorry, I I misunderstood Amin there. So, well, thank goodness I wasn't a waiter in that regrettable restaurant. And it's not just in the Vatican City that aliens exist. It's in Britain as well. Classified reports of UFO sightings from the last 30 years or so have been released by the government, and they showed that the number of reports of UFO sightings doubled after the release of Steven Spielberg's sci-fi docudrama Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which was released in 1977, coincidentally the very same year that The Bugle's very own John Oliver was released to a fanfare of publicity. (laughs) That's right, Anne. It does suggest, though, that a film influencing how easily we are convinced that we're seeing a UFO does suggest that, as a nation, we are extremely dim. It also seems slightly odd, John, that a lot of these reports seem to have come from policemen, which suggests that they might have targets that they're trying to meet for a number of UFOs reported. And it does raise the question, why aren't they out there solving real crimes? 
That so speaks someone who has never done a day's police work in his life, Andy. <laughs> I think they just battered confessions out of frisbees. Eight documents have been released so far, with another 200 to follow, uh, and these incidents were clearly taken seriously enough to have been logged by the MOD, though uh, uh, many of them were reported by very old people or people who have been drinking heavily, occasionally both. Now, one document uh, reveals the experiences of a 78-year-old man who alleged that he met an alien beside Basingstoke Canal in Aldershot, Hampshire, in 1983. He said he went on board the craft, giving a detailed explanation of it, before being quizzed by the aliens about his age. He was then told, you can go, you are too old and too infirm for our purpose. Andy, I hope he turned straight round and told them to go f*** themselves. How very rude. There is no worse alien than an alien without manners. You might be able to get away with that kind of impudent behaviour in the deserts of New Mexico, but that simply will not wash in Basingstoke. Good day, aliens. I said good day. A woman in Lincolnshire uh, said that she saw a globe-shaped object in the sky emitting a light bright enough to read a book with. I would suggest to her that that light was the sun. But... uh, Apparently there have been over 10,000 reports since 1950 of UFO sightings in Britain, although the vast majority, well, let's say all of them, are attributable to a mixture of easily explainable natural phenomena, IFOs, and barking mad and pissed people wasting the Ministry of Defence's time. And uh, for American UFO fans, Donald Rumsfeld apparently once thought he saw an alien, but then realised it was merely the unfamiliar sight of someone smiling at him. Well, Dennis Kucinich admitted he'd seen a UFO during one of the presidential debates, and his presidential campaign ended soon after. I know what you're thinking now. I also want to listen to a newer episode of The Bugle. Well, I'm not stopping you. There's one in your feed right now. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth, Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.